ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Tuesday, November 23rd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program by calling us on the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Hard Seltzer, it is made pure. Also, we're going to open up the text line for you. 304-523-2275. That is 304-523-2275. Busy show today. We have got basketball coming up tonight. We go on the air at 6 o'clock with Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball today. Looking forward to previewing the matchup between Marshall and Louisiana. The Raging Cajuns. It's a Sunbelt preview. We've got a a game preview available now on our website, wrvc.com. We're also going to hear from the head coach himself of the Marshall football team, Charles Huff. His media availability earlier today. We'll get a, a sort of a, a sense where he thinks Marshall and Western Kentucky match up. We have got for a different perspective of this matchup and a friend of the program as well. Western Kentucky play by play announcer Randy Lee joins the program about 5 30. We're going to talk about the Hilltoppers coming into Huntington for the East Division showdown. This is going to be the final time that Western Kentucky comes into Huntington. As a Conference USA opponent, if all things pan out the way we think they're going to with the timeline and everything that's going on, this is going to be the next-to-last Conference USA matchup between these two programs in football. Anything down the line, of course, will be between Marshall and Western Kentucky. I think it's a great game to have. Hopefully, the administrations can work out a schedule in the future. Of course, still looking forward to everything that's going to be happening with the Thundering Herd once the Sun Belt transition is complete. And, of course, we're um, we're going to address some rumors right now. Haven't talked much about it. I was asked this question last week. Hey, do you think Coach Huff is going to go to Virginia Tech? And I thought, no. And it wasn't that I thought Coach Huff wasn't capable of being the head coach of Virginia Tech, but... Coach Huff, he's not even finished his first season yet as the head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd. I'm pretty sure he would like to build the program. And if an opportunity comes across his desk that is just something he's got to take, then we'll talk about that. But I really didn't talk too much about it these last few days because I didn't think it was really a substantial report, nothing that really made me believe that other than just mere speculation that there was anything serious to it. Coach Huff was asked this question earlier today, and I'll say this, a very well-spoken Keith Morehouse, the way he addressed this, he pointed out the the reports were saying some nice things about Coach Huff, and Coach Huff responded to, well, the notion of going to Virginia Tech and those reports that – well, I, I don't think he's read any of them. That was kind of my uh, my take from this. Well, I, I stopped reading the Internet after someone sent me a password to Tom Bragg's chat boards. And, and on there, I mean, you would think that either I'm the worst person in America or this team is the worst team in America. So I stopped reading the chat boards and, and, and websites and all that stuff probably – uh, after about the second quarter of the Navy game. Um, so, no, I have not. 
Um, but I, I mean, I'm not naive. I mean, I, I, I get it. Um, no, I have not been contacted, contacted, worked out. No, my agent has not, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but I do think the acknowledgement is a tremendous respect for the product that our players are performing on the field. I do think the acknowledgement is a tremendous respect for this Marshall community. Um, I do think the acknowledgement is a tremendous respect for everything that we're trying to build here. Um, so if you send me that, email it to me. I won't read it on any other source other than email. Um, thank Tom for that. Um, but no, I have not read it if that's the, the question. Way to go, Tom. Way to go. And by the way, Tom had a great reply later on. We've got the video posted now on our website, wrvc.com. Tom did remind Coach that subscriptions start at just a dollar, so you really don't have to take someone else's password. You can get into her 247. Good comeback for Tom, but Coach trying to basically say, look, I'm not reading it. I'm not paying attention to it. I'm not about it right now. It's not happening. This is not where we're at. I'm dealing with Western Kentucky, and we're going to get his preview a little bit later on about the Hilltoppers, get his thoughts on what he sees from this matchup. Also, last night, it was a close game. I listened to a lot of it. Didn't get a chance to, to watch it, but I, I listened to as much of it as I, as I could and I had a nice conversation after the women's game. Marshall's women lose first time this season against Purdue. Tough game. Just what I put together and then followed up with Coach. It was a, a tough game. He, he really didn't get the sense that this team was quitting. You know, We talked about it. There was no quit in this team. They, they are competitive. Um, we have a lot of people that have played a lot. Um, they wanted to win tonight. And uh, I think you could see that. You know, we, we, There was a couple times where it, it teetered on. You know, I looked up there and I was like, we really need a basket right here, you know, and we got a lot of baskets in those moments. And, um, you know, really it was a little tighter game than what the, the scoreboard looks like. We pushed it out to 10 on free throws, trying to get the ball back and things like that. And um, there was a couple of times where, you know, they really tried to put us away and we just kept doing just enough on offense to stay in there and um, tried to make it hard on Kyle. I don't know what she ended up with, um, but. You know, I don't think she had a fun game, if you asked her. I don't think it was pleasant. And that's what we tried to do. So we'll fight. I think we learned something. I think we're growing still. Um, you know, and we got we got to use it to help us out. You take a game like this to see where you're at, where you can get better. And at the same time, you hope you can win a game like this. So it's not you go up, take the loss. Thank you for the paycheck. We're going to move on now. As you go up to learn about yourself, you go up – to try to see where you're at, what you need to improve, and maybe just maybe see where you're at and maybe you can win this game. So credit to the Marshall women last night. Good showing against Purdue. One question I did have for Coach yesterday. Uh, shooting from the three-point line was just abysmal for the Thundering Herd, and I kind of wanted to get his take. Was it more of what his team was not doing, hitting the three, maybe just taking bad shots? Was it more of what... Purdue was doing to the Thundering Herd to maybe force them in some difficult situations, and Coach addressed that with me last night. Well, I think the speed of the game was different than what we thought it was going to be. 
Um, I think we shot it the other night against Moorhead State really poorly. I think tonight they sped us up and we weren't, you know, I think our feet were happy all night. You could see that by the turnovers and the travels. I think the same thing happened on the threes, um, you know, but that's something that we, they, they need to go to work. That's what I just got to tell them. I mean, they got to get in the gym and they got to, they got to shoot game shots. And, and uh, there's no uh, confidence is a, it's a funny thing. I mean, I don't have magic dust to sprinkle on them to give it to them. I think they played tough. Um, they, they aren't shooting the ball with confidence. The only way around that is to work. You know, you have to go in there and watch it go in some, and you have to do it at game speed so that you understand it's going to go in when it matters. You take the loss, you hate the loss, but at the same time, I think some benefit came from the game against Purdue. You don't feel bad about it. Even if you want to win the game, you feel bad about losing, but you don't feel about how you lost. You felt like you were in that game. So I think that's what my takeaway was from the game yesterday. When we continue, uh, we're going to hear from Coach Huff. We're going to get his thoughts on what he described as one of the most challenging games of the year. He didn't mean any disrespect to any opponent. He just said, look, this is it. This is the challenging one where we're at right now. This is the most challenging. We're going to talk to him later on. We're going to hear from the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, Randy Lee. That's all coming up on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. I'm going to open up that text line for you in just a moment. 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. I know it's a busy week for a lot of you. Of course, we've got Thanksgiving coming up. That means we got Thanksgiving football. There's even hockey for me this week. I love it. I'm going to be Thanksgiving Eric, Thanksgiving-esque hockey for me so i'm excited about that and of course we got herd basketball coming up tonight we got herd football coming up on saturday we got herd basketball coming up on saturday as well so we got a lot of things happening on the front end and back end of your thanksgiving so thanks for spending a few minutes with us here on espn 94.1 and am 9:30. so had a chance to catch up with coach huff earlier in the afternoon he was he was feeling good right Thanksgiving, a lot to be thankful for. Also, he knows he's got a big game coming up, a challenging game. And he talked about that in his opening statement. He knows it's a rivalry game. He knows it's a big game. They get it. They understand it. But at the same time, the one thing that I've learned from Coach Huff is he likes consistency. He doesn't like to get too high, too low. He likes to stay in a... I'm not saying he's super predictable. I'm just saying he likes his routine. He likes consistency, and consistency means getting it done on a consistent basis, doing it right on a consistent basis, not lack of creativity. I'm consistent. I don't change. It's No, we like to do things. It's a big game, yes, but it's also the next game, and we got to treat this game the way we treat the other game. So I get that philosophy, and I, I'm totally on board with it, it's a successful way of doing things. Now, with that said, 
He does understand. He knows this is the biggest game of the year so far, not just because it's Western Kentucky, but there's a lot of things that go along with it. And he addressed that earlier today, being really respectful of the other teams. Because when you say, hey, look, this is the this is the most challenging game. I mean, UAB might say, look, we beat you. We were more challenging. And you might have a couple other opponents say, look, no, we were your toughest team, right? Do, do they really... Do people really go and say, hey, we were the toughest team on their schedule? I, I don't know, but Coach Huff talks about this game being challenging. Great challenge this weekend. Um, probably, no disrespect, probably the diff- most difficult um, game we'll have all year, not because that this team is better or disrespecting another team, but it's because of the journey that we're in, where we are as far as the season, uh, with guys, the amount of reps guys have played, with the maturity, the growth. Um, and then, obviously, a phenomenal opponent coming in. I think Coach Helton does a really good job uh, with his program. I know this is a huge rivalry um, for, for Marshall and WKU, um, but it, it's two different teams now. It's, it's not the same. They're a different team than they were last year. Um, they're a different team than they were four games into the season. He likes to point that out. Whatever happened last year, that was last year. Whatever happens next year, that's next year. This is right now. This is the group that's together. He's pointed that out a few times. So, yes, last year, rivalry game. Next year, right? It's going to be a rivalry game, right? Well, all of that said, this is the first time that this group collectively will face Western Kentucky. So I get that. I understand where he's coming from. With all of that said, uh, you throw that rivalry stuff out. This is just going to be a team with a prolific Offense and Coach Huff addressed that. One of the most prolific offensive systems this year um, that, that I've seen in a long time. And I don't watch every football game in the country, but um, Bailey and his receivers, Stern, and the rest of those guys are putting on an offensive performance that I haven't seen in a long while. Very similar to when I was at uh, Alabama and Joe Burrow was putting on you know a show with that offense. Uh, when they end up winning the national championship. And I say similar, obviously different competition, different different players, but the level of consistency, the level of execution, the level of dominance that they've had, the, the stats speak for themselves. Um, it's going to be a tremendous challenge for us, uh, but ultimately it's going to come down to who executes the best. Um, they have a really good offense. We have a really good offense. Um, their defense is playing really well. Our defense is playing really well. Um, so it's going to come down to who can execute the best and the most consistent, who can eliminate the self-inflicted wounds, the turnovers, the missed assignments, missed tackles. Um, it's ultimately what it's going to come down to. So it'll be a tremendous challenge. We're excited. Should be excited. I think if you like high-potent offense, you're going to like this game. Or if you're a fan of seeing what the defense can do, you might be a fan of this one as well because I don't think it's going to be video game-like scores at the same time. I don't think it's going to be maybe 21-14. I don't anticipate. I think there's going to be a nice, happy medium there. You're going to get some stops from the defense. You're going to get some really good drives from the offense. Same thing for WKU. It's going to be challenging. At least that's my hope, that we're getting an entertaining game, right? I mean, if you're a Herd fan, you want a complete, utter destruction of Western Kentucky. You want a blowout. You want utter domination. I don't see that happening. Instead, I see a really competitive, fun game coming up. Now, one person that really is getting a lot of attention is Western Kentucky's quarterback, Bailey Zappi. And 
Coach Huff addressed earlier how potent that Western Kentucky offense is. So when he was talking about their system, I asked him about what is the reason, maybe the best way to describe what I was asking was, is it because the system is so good and the right pieces are in place that that Bailey is successful as a quarterback, or is he part of the reason why they're successful? What is it about what he does and what Western Kentucky does? Well, one, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's really good. Um, I think he has um, the skill set, the tools to be a good quarterback. Obviously, I, I don't know him on a personal level, so I don't know his you know, football aptitude. I don't know if he's a leader. I don't know those things. But from a skill set perspective, um, really good accuracy, right? That's one thing a quarterback's got to do. Um, has unbelievable knowledge of the system, obviously. He's been in the system for a long time. Um, throws a catchable ball. And you guys say, well, that, that, that doesn't make sense. But the balls that he puts in there as far as accuracy and where the balls are allow his receivers to make plays for him. Um, he gets rid of the ball quickly, so that means he can process, you know, where the ball should be going based on their system. Um, I think, you know, when you look at the history of this system um, and the quarterbacks that have played in this system, I think you have to be a special quarterback to play in this system. High praise. You've got to be really good to be a quarterback for Western Kentucky. Now, the question here is, what do you do on defense? How do you address this? You feel good about your defense. If you're Marshall, you feel confident about your defense. You think you got a good defense. I mean, I never heard a coach really come out and say, you know what, we're terrible. We're not going to stop them. We're just terrible. And coach has addressed that. Hey, look, this is kind of what we are are doing here. We're coming out to be competitive. We're confident in what we're doing. No disrespect, but you know, we're confident. So he's echoed that before. But you got to feel good about yourself if you're going to play against a team like Western Kentucky because it's going to be a challenging game. It's not going to be a situation where they're going to sh- they're going to maybe run it a little bit, they're going to pass it a little bit. So, you know, the guys up front on the line, they're going to have to, you know, maybe watch out for the running back a little bit more. You know, the guys um in the secondary, you know, it it's going to be a battle back there, I think. But Coach has got a better game plan. Of course, that's why he's the coach of the program, and and guys like me in the media, we're not. Coach talked about what, I guess, his keys are, what the herd's got to do on defense to respond to Western Kentucky this week. That's the first thing. Get lined up, get the call, get where you're supposed to be. The second thing is I think we got to have unbelievable gap control because, to me, it starts up front. You know, he does a really good job of moving in the pocket. They run the ball probably a little more than you think they do. Um, and when they run the ball, typically, you know, it's, it's positive yards or a very efficient yardage plays because everybody's kind of playing the pass. So I think it starts up front. Our D-line is going to have to play good gap control, keep him in the pocket, not allow him to get out on the perimeter and make some of the throws that he's made. Um, and then it's going to come down to, to, to contesting catches on the perimeter, right? They've got really good receivers, and they've got multiple really good receivers. So our DBs, our linebackers are going to have to do a good job of attacking the ball in the air, right? You got to, first of all, you got to be in position to do that. Um, and then what I really think ultimately is going to come down to is how consistently can we tackle? Um, a lot of their plays 
um, are quick throws that they've been able to catch and stretch, which they do a really good job of that. Um, but we can't allow, you know, the, the bubble screen or the tunnel screen that's thrown for a two-yard, you know, gain to end up in a 32-yard gain because we can't tackle the guy. Coach off with the defensive game plan. Of course, again, that's why he's the coach, and that's why we're fans and we are media members. He's got the game plan. Now, speaking of the fans, a lot of things are happening. you got youth tickets going on. There's an opportunity there. I think that's great promotion. Marshall tweeted a ticket promotion out. You, you want to go see Marshall play Notre Dame yesterday? Yeah, next year? Hey, here's an opportunity for you. Come to this game. You want to get a pass for the West lot? Hey, here's an opportunity for you. There's some things going on. Try to generate more ticket sales, generate more volume here. Get people talking a little bit more. Get them excited because this is a game that is for the East Division. And so all of that's going on, and Coach was asked about that. Hey, how great is this? You've got a big game. It's here. There's a lot of things going on to to bring fans to the stadium so you have a lot of support. And Coach talked about that in a way. All of that stuff didn't matter. Ticket promotions are great. Big games are great. All of that really wasn't the reason why Coach Huff would want to go to a football game. Well, I would assume that the fans would come out for every game. Uh, when they hired me, I, I was told how, how much fan support Marshall had and how Marshall has been the top attendance school in Conference USA for X amount of years. So it, it's just my anticipation or assumption that every game, should be big because to me, if you're a fan, you're not here to see the herd win or lose. You're here to support your team. Um, I still go to Orioles games and we haven't won a game in forever, but I still go, you know, section 327, seat seven, seven and eight. I still go. I go over and get my Boogs hot dog and I go because I support the Orioles. Um, I'm assuming that because Huntington and this community supports the herd, that they should be here just like they were for the first game, second game, last game, to me. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but to me, that's what a fan does. A fan supports. Um, a fan doesn't support when we win and not support when we lose or support when it's a big game or not support when it's not a big game. It's your fan. You support. Um so my assumption is that what Herd Nation has done the entire year, they're going to continue to do. Um, I, maybe I'm wrong for assuming, but I still go to the Orioles games. I mean, it's, it's been rough. Trust me, it's been rough. But I'm a fan. I'm feeling you, Coach. I'm a Bengals fan. I'm feeling your suffering there. A long time, I was a Cincinnati Reds fan. I'm feeling your suffering there. I'm not feeling you there because uh, with hockey, my team's actually pretty good this year. So the Rangers are doing all right. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling a lot better than you are as far as that one's concerned. I got to ask Coach sometime, not on a Zoom, but, you know, are you a hockey fan? I got to find that out. All right, we are going to change gears when we continue. Coming up next, the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, Randy Lee. He's my guest when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. 
Well, we've heard Coach Huff's opinion on what Western Kentucky's all about. And, of course, if you missed any of his opinions, his thoughts, his his breakdown. You can catch that on our website right now, wrvc.com. We've got the full replay available there. For a different point of view, we've got an expert on Western Kentucky athletics joining us now on the program. Also, one of the greatest WMULers of all time, Randy Lee, the voice of the Hilltoppers, joins me. And uh, no pressure there as uh, being one of the greatest of all time. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I... I need to hire you as my agent. I don't uh, buy into it, but, uh, you know, if you want to say good things about me, I'll, I'll accept it. No, you are one of the greatest of all time. I was trying to figure out last night, okay, who's the who's the Mount Rushmore here? And I had you up there, and um, – I'll have to get I'll have to get with some other people to maybe Sue joins you, but yeah, yeah. no, no. I'm going to tell you right now. There have been years where when Marshall was in uh, the tournament at the Star and your game was going on as well, and after Marshall was done, we would just because you would be the next opponent, we would just join your play-by-play and audio, and I would just sit back and go, "Can we just run the entire broadcast?" It was that good. Uh-huh. I'm glad I, I'm glad I didn't uh, rip my alma mater. Then I didn't know uh, you guys were listening. No, no, I listen all the time. You know, you you do uh, great, yeah. but you're a hilltopper, man. No, no, you you're a hilltopper. Yeah. You do you do it right yeah. for Western Kentucky. They're blessed <laughs> to have you. I think you do a fantastic job. And Thanks, I do appreciate it. I uh, I appreciate your insights because coming into this game, we're going to see I think really a potent offense versus a potent offense. Coach Huff talked earlier about this is going to be really a challenge. He talked about how prolific the Western Kentucky offense was. Talked about it being a system. You know, is it really a system, or is it Bailey Zappi just being that good? Well, first of all, is Coach Huff going to monitor me when I talk on this after I get done talking, or can I, do I have freedom to speak? You have freedom to speak. You, know, you, <laughs> you have freedom to speak. Trust me. If he uh, monitors yeah. this, he'll tell me about it next week's postgame or, 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 the, or pregame postgame. He'll tell me about it. <laughs> I would say it's um, – you know, Bailey Zappi's fantastic. Uh, I, I don't think it's quite fair to call maybe him a system quarterback, but I will say this. It is a system as well. Zach Kitley brought this here from Houston Baptist. Uh, he developed these plans when he was on the Texas Tech staff. You know, the Mike Leach tree and all this or that. So, yeah, that that system is here and in place now. Um, different than we've had the previous couple of years, more like the Jeff Brom years. We don't run it as much as Jeff did, but uh, it is a system. But, you know, Bailey uh, Zappi is extremely good. I think he could you know, be good uh, maybe in any system except, you know, maybe the wishbone. Funny you should mention that. That's what Coach Huff talked about, that he doesn't think maybe that Bailey would be the right quarterback for, say, Navy, but he did compliment no, him and, no, and, and, and say yeah. that he you have to be a tremendous quarterback to play for Western Kentucky in that system. So you know, yeah. he was very complimentative of, of the quarterback. But I think that this kid is maybe, like you said, you know, he's going to be tremendous and difficult to stop. Yeah, he could probably play for anybody. It doesn't matter the system, or at least my my humble yeah. opinion. Well, as of right now, uh, I would say any any team has stopped him. Uh, I think the team that probably did the best job against him was MTSU. Uh, their corners were terrific in that game. And, you know, I think the fewest yards he's thrown in a game is like 352. Now he does throw a lot, uh, but still, 
He hasn't, what I would call, had really an off day. He's thrown for at least three touchdown passes in every single game. Uh, granted, we do throw it more than most people, but, I mean, he's, uh, you know, from 2014 to 2018, we were blessed to have Brandon Dowdy and Mike White back-to-back. And you could certainly put Bailey Zappi right up there with them, or maybe even at the college level. Uh, you know, he could be a little bit better because, you know, Brandon Dowdy's uh, last couple of years, we had NFLers all over the field that we didn't know at the time. We know now. And I don't know that they have the talent level that they had back then. Uh, I think Bailey has to do more than Brandon and Mike did because there's less around him. I do know that uh, the offense is in his hands. He calls most of the plays. That was not the case with Brandon and Mike. They have full trust in him to call every play and get out of any kind of play that, you know, he's just, he's just a tremendous uh, field general and a very intelligent kid. Uh, so in that regard, he's, he's probably uh, ahead of where Brandon and Mike were, you know, at the college level. Something else we talked about today, and it's a good point, I think. Western Kentucky has been able to benefit from other teams' scoreboard watching because of the prolific offense it, it feels like other teams are trying to keep up with Western Kentucky and maybe get out of what they do best just to try to keep up with Western Kentucky. You know, is that is that what you're seeing game to game, week to week? Other teams are just maybe not doing what they normally would do, trying to keep up with Western? Well, I think that's a good point. I mean, during the winning streak, I didn't see that earlier in the year. But I think now, you know, now that this offense, at least in the last three or four games, has – We've had slow starts for much of the year, but that has sort of changed the last month. The first four games, we were behind by a considerable amount in every game. Uh, but since then, after getting quick starts, our defense is playing a lot better. You know, our defense, uh, I mean, you know, they went probably a month without stopping someone from scoring in the first uh, touchdown in the first uh, drive. We were always behind. Uh, that's not the case, and I do see teams taking more chances, throwing it maybe more than they usually do, and going forward on fourth down, in unusual situations, in unusual field position areas, simply because I feel like you know they're not too confident that their defense is going to you know, really shut WKU down, so they must gamble and find ways to score as many points as they can. At least that's the way it's been during the six-game Hilltopper winning streak. Western Kentucky play-by-play announcer Randy Lee joins me on the program. The Hilltoppers coming into Huntington for the final time in conference play. Before we uh, maybe go any further, has that hit you just yet that Marshall and Western Kentucky no longer will be conference mates here in a couple of seasons? So this is going to be your well, last trip, for football at least, to Huntington yeah. for for a conference game. Yeah, you know, personally I've enjoyed it a lot. You know, I'm, I'm alum, I'm an alum, and, you know, gives me a chance to go back to the state I grew up in. And, and you know, quite often I'm able to see family there. So personally, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to miss it a lot. And also our uh, fans and football team are going to miss it a lot. Uh, Marshall in football is now the number one rival for our football program and our fan base. It's no longer MTSU. Uh, it didn't take long for that to happen. But you know, right now in terms of football, I mean, this is the game they look forward to more than any other. So uh, you know, maybe there's a chance we can schedule you know, non-conference games at some point in time. But uh, it, it's something that I'll miss, and it's something that everyone associated uh, with our football programs are going to miss. And not to say that it's not you know people you know we don't, we don't enjoy playing Marshall and other sports 
but it, it is more of a big deal, at least here for football against Marshall than it is in the other sports. Does the hundred miles of hate heat back up now that you're going to be remaining in Conference USA with Middle and everything that uh, you know, purportedly yeah, happened there? You know, sure, I think it could be. Uh, you know, the one thing about MTSU, and it's not going to be like this forever. You know, their basketball team's down now, and their football team is down a little bit. And I think when WKU, uh, you know, got the opportunity to come into Conference USA, the team they looked at as to okay. Where do we, we want to be? We want to be up there with Marshall. Uh, that's the team they looked looked at. And then when they were fortunate to win, you know, the game in 2014 on Black Friday in Huntington, and then you know won the next year, like they won three years in a row. They felt like uh, they had accomplished a lot. And now they had at that point in time probably, you know, went beat Marshall three straight times. Now that the tide has certainly turned, but that's the program they pointed to in football is we've got to beat them if we're going to be the best in the East. Randy Lee joins me, play-by-play announcer for Western Kentucky. The Hilltoppers coming into Huntington on Saturday. It's going to be a fun day. The offenses are going to be throttling up. I think, though, the question here is uh, we don't talk much about the defenses in this one. Marshall's going to have a challenge. Western Kentucky's going to have a challenge. Talk to me about what the Hilltoppers do on defense because it feels like they're out there a lot, and that's because the offense is really good at putting points on the board really quick. Well, I think you know, defensively this team has improved so much over the last six games. Uh, they're averaging, uh, giving up only 18 points a game. Now, some of it has to do with the, you know, the teams they played over the last six games aren't as prolific as the Army's Michigan State UTSA's offensively. So that may have a little bit to do with it, and I think we're going to find out exactly how much the Hilltoppers have improved in the middle of the season defensively when you take on Marshall because you know, Marshall is certainly uh, more balanced than any team they have faced probably since UTSA and Michigan State. I mean, those teams could kill you with a run in the pass, and you know, Marshall can certainly do the same thing. Uh, the one thing they have, you know, they're playing in a lot of players now. They're rotating as many as 10 defensive linemen. That's been a big change since earlier in the year. Uh, they found really good linebacker play. And in the secondary, um, you know, this team was dropping interception after interception. They were there in place to make plays and could not make them for whatever reason. Here lately, it's been a different story in the back end. They have 13 interceptions in the last three games. A lot of it has to do with the pass rush, but still those guys in the back end now are making plays that they were not able to make earlier in this season. I'm kind of curious about the running attack of this team. It was briefly mentioned, Coach Huff acknowledged that it's there. You think that they don't run as much, he said, but they run a little bit more than you think. Uh, I know passing is going to get all the attention here, but how good is that running attack? They seem to always be in positive yardage. Well, you know, they do average 4.1 yards a carry as a team. That's not bad. You you, know, you do that three times, and it's the first down. So, you know, I wouldn't. It's not a prolific running attack, but you're averaging over four yards a carry. Uh, that's pretty good. That uh, they have, you know, a bundle of backs. They they rotate three of them. You've got uh, Adam Cofield, who is the veteran, the transfer from North Dakota State. When he's out there, uh, he'll run, but he's also the best pass blocker. So Marshall has 38 sacks. I would assume Cofield will play maybe a little bit more because of his pass blocking ability you've got Whittington who is uh, probably as fast of a running back as we've had since Ace Wales 
and he's a freshman, and you know they they have about the same amount of yards. And then you've got a big uh, uh, walk on named Robichaux, uh, who reminds us a little bit of Leon Allen in terms of his body build from days gone by. And I think he's going to be very good. So they they, they rotate three backs, and they get Jakari Moses the fourth back, and he led the team in rushing about three years ago before it blew out a knee. So they have a lot of different guys back there. No one has any gaudy numbers, but they're rotating them in and out. Uh, so they can run the ball. You know, I think your offensive line is awesome in pass blocking. Um, you know, I think they're good in run blocking. But pro football focus has come out two times this year and said that the best pass blocking offensive line in terms of grading out is pass blocking is Western Kentucky University in the entire nation. Uh, they've only allowed 12 sacks. They've only allowed one sack for every 46 zappy pass attempts. Now, that's, that's an incredible number when the other team has their ears peeled back and thinking we're going to run three times out of four. And he is rarely touched. So, to me, I'm going to be really intrigued to see the Marshall pass rush, 38 pass a quarterback sacks against the Hilltopper uh, offensive line that has only allowed 12 sacks and probably less quarterback hurries than that. My guest, the voice of the Hilltoppers, Randy Lee, game on Saturday between Marshall and Western Kentucky. It's going to be a fun one. I'm hoping the fans show up. Coach Huff addressed that earlier today. There's promotions going on, Randy. Uh, you could win tickets to go see Marshall Notre Dame next year if you bought tickets. You could get a West Lot pass. I'm like that. What, what, what date's that game? Maybe I can get away and go see that game. Um, I'll have to, I don't have it on top of my head, but it's, it's <laughs> next year, so maybe, you know, Maybe you can get yourself entered here. Just buy some herd tickets. Can I can I enter with a press pass? Uh, let's check no, on that. Not. Let's check on probably that. Not. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't think uh, Marshall SID Jason Courier uh, would, would say yes to that. Probably not. However, um, a lot of Hilltopper fans are, I'm sure, coming. Right? What kind of crowd can we expect? Yeah. You have any idea? You know, I think we'll. I think we'll. You know, have a have a really good. Uh, base of fans going up there. I don't know how many, but I, I do know the last couple times we've been up there, I thought we've had a nice contingent. And, uh, you know, they're they're all fired up about this football team. You know, they got down on it early. Uh, you know, when you're 1-4, not too many people are fired up. But, you know, they played a tough schedule. You, know, you try to go to Army and win. Um, you know, try to go to Michigan State and win. Um, you know, uh, now Indiana's, you know, falling apart. But when they were here, uh, you know, they were – in the back end of the top 20. Uh, you know, those, are, those aren't slouch losses. And then UTSA, you know, we didn't know how good they were going to be. Oh, God, they look great here, and they haven't lost the game all year long. So, uh, you know, they, did, they really haven't, they haven't had an ugly win or an ugly loss. Uh, not even close, so they were competitive in every one of those games and could have won three of the four. And actually, the one that I'm saying they couldn't have won, they outgained Michigan State and had more first downs than Michigan State. But in the red zone, they were one of five scoring touchdowns, and Michigan State in the red zone was four of five, and that was the big difference in that game. Just remember, if Western Kentucky wins, you get a second shot at UTSA, so uh, just get your travel bag ready now, just in case. Uh, that's gonna Yeah, be- you know, that's what our uh, you know, our players certainly, I think if you would have uh, polled them, they would have said, well, we want to play the Roadrunners again. In that game, uh, the Hilltoppers had a first and goal at the seven with 40-some seconds left down six, and uh, uh, completed a pass to the two, it was in called back with a chop block, and then the very next uh, play, maybe two plays later, uh, you know, Bailey threw an interception at the one-yard line. So uh, you know, they had chances in that game. Personally, I'd prefer, you know, UEB scares because I think Bill Clark's just a tremendous coach, 
And I, I, I felt like uh, I would prefer, as you know, being wanting WKU to win, I'd prefer to go to San Antonio than have to go to Birmingham and play a Dill Clark coach team. Randy Lee, my guest, the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Uh, the game coming up on Saturday. And, of course, uh, if uh, Marshall wins or Western Kentucky wins, everybody's going off to go see UTSA. That team's really good. You've seen them up close, and um, you know I know you'd like to have a shot at them again. And before we let you go, yeah. I've got um, I've got that date for you. It is September 10th next year, Marshall at oh. no- at Notre Dame. Doesn't sound like an off weekend uh, for the Hilltoppers. A little too early, so I might miss the Marshall Notre Dame. Okay, um, I'll see you soon. Have a have a good trip when you come to up it. here. Appreciate it, Paul. Randy Lee, my guest. I appreciate him coming on. We got to take a quick t- break. Come back. We got basketball pregame coverage coming up next here on ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty.